Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gann, along with my partner, Jack Nicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you have the chance, go check out our website, justsayingfootball.com. Also on Instagram at just saying no G W J S for article and video updates. And don't forget to check us out on Spotify. It's in your ears at just saying football, buddy. It is our award show. Um, and just to let everybody know in advance, uh, these were made in week 18 of the regular season with some minor adjustments given the wild card uh, and what happened then, but the conference championship has happened. We have not made any changes to these whatsoever so everyone's aware the yeah. influence of the divisional nor the conference championship has played a role in how we're doing this voting for our award ceremony this year yeah and um you know just going along with that you know we now have this playoff in mind but you know we will be going off of the picks that you know we believe are you know our personal awards not just um who you know we believe uh, you know, who everyone thinks should win, you know, there's a consensus of who we believe should win um, and, you know, reasons why. So, Sean, you want to take us into our first award um, and we'll be going all the way, all the way through them all. Yeah, we're going to jump right in with the AP Comeback Player of the Year. Now, uh, I got to give some honorable mentions here, Matthew Stafford and DeMar Hamlin being one of them. And obviously, DeMar Hamlin should be in this consideration. Um, however, I, I lean towards Baker Mayfield. I think he deserves comeback player of the year. The reality is, is 64% com uh, completion percentage over 4,000 yards, 20 and 10, won the a uh, NFC South, went into the playoffs, won a game against Philadelphia, you know, sadly lost the game against Detroit, obviously, but he was fantastic this season. I think a good frame of reference for any fans out there is that in Tom Brady's final season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he was eight and nine recorded 66% completion, 25-9 and nine with a playoff appearance. So you're looking at two very comparable seats. I'm not saying Baker Mayfield yeah. is Tom Brady. I'm just <laughs> saying from a Bucks fan's perspective, these are very similar seasons. And if you, if you bring back Mike Evans, I think it's going to be all the better for this Bucks team's future. I love that. And um, what a season it was, like you said. Big playoff berth for him. Way to go, um, Baker. Yeah, Baker is a great pick and you know for a guy who was doing uh carolina panthers defensive practice snaps last week uh, last year comes back has an amazing season for me i'm taking um the joe flacco route here for my comeback player of the year um you know we had a pretty small sample of games so a lot of people will have their disagreements with that but all the reason for me is that the pressure of the situation how he hadn't really been a starter in the last couple of years and what you're able to do from, you know, kind of sitting on your couch in October, you come in, you help the Browns with all they went through this season, all the injuries, um, you know, in five games, you have 13 interception, uh, 13 um, touchdowns and over 1600 yards. Um, you know, right now he was the fifth quarterback the Browns had this season. And, um, you know, I truly think that once you make that stride, you can help in a team, uh, you know, and you kind of rejuvenate your career a little bit at that age. Um, that was impressive enough for me uh, for him to be my comeback player of the year. Yeah, you know, going from your couch to the bench of a of a game and having to play, it's it's not easy to do. So you're absolutely right. I think that's a good segue into our coach of the year, which I'll let you take over for this one, uh, because Joe Flacco might have been around this guy. 
Yeah, and uh, that's going to be head coach Kevin Stefanski. Um, you know, like we mentioned, and I just mentioned, um, you know, this team had a lot of losses this year, including, you know, Nick Chubb um, right in the, you know, the heart of their season there. Um, you know, kind of losing somebody like that, um, you know, will kind of limit how everyone's going to look at your team for the rest of the season. And I give him a lot of credit just for how he led this team, um, you know, over the last couple of years, how he led the, uh, this team this season, uh, especially, um, you know, he has, um, you know, he has kind of had an, um, you know, opportunities to defeat, you know, the one seed in the AFC was the Ravens. Um, They're consistently the best defense all year. The run game was incredible. And, you know, right there, Joe Flacco as well, bringing them to the playoffs. I mean, being able to be a coach who can, take on five starting quarterbacks in a year and still make the playoffs. That is incredibly impressive to me. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think Stefanski will be in consideration, but I, I got to go with the man, the myth, the legend, D'Amico Ryans. Uh, and the main yeah. reason, the main reason why for me is they're coming off this three 13 and one season. Everyone is expecting them to just be relatively mediocre. Maybe at best, there was really limited expectations uh on this team they're still dealing with the repercussions from what bill o'brien did when he traded away deandre hopkins uh yeah. for nothing and then just sean watson trade and you know it, it just for a second this franchise just in complete disarray and now all of a sudden you flip it around they're 10 and 7 they win the afc south in the final weeks of the season when it really matters uh they lock in the third they get a home playoff team uh they get to win a playoff game they're the first rookie head coach and rookie quarterback duo to ever accomplish these things. And that, to me, says something and speaks volume to what you're able to do. And like the Lions, their draft class this year put such a large impact in their success. Hank Dell, Will Anderson Jr., obviously C.J. Stroud. So for me, I got to go with D'Amico Ryans. I just think that there was so little expectation for this team, and they just blew everybody completely out of the water with it. Yeah, I agree. It is completely a new era there in Houston. Um, you know, and they deserve it. It's like unimaginable, like you said, the expectations that were set to what actually happened in reality this season for them. Um, taking that, I'm just going to transition because one of my guys for defensive rookie of the year is now a product of D'Amico Runs. They are going to be connected. Will Anderson, me and Sean were saying all last year, this season, um, you know, is going to be, you know, him showing out as the best defensive rookie. And the Texans went up, got C.J. Stroud, but they also went up and got Anderson just because they could and they had been kind of creating this new, um, you know, way of the Texans. And, you know, the defense have improved all the way from the 27th all the way to the 11th. Huge part of that. Um, you know, we really saw him in 15 games having seven sacks. 22 QB hits, he had 45 tackles. Um, a lot of people are looking at, you know, Jalen Carter for this. But like we said, a guy like D'Amico Ryans can make a, a player like Will Anderson shine. You see this guy as a very impactful guy on a defense that needed a star, and they got one. Yeah, you know, Will Anderson had a great season. Devin Witherspoon also had a great season. Jalen Carter, a ton of really, really good ones. But this guy is probably not a household name. Uh, his name is Kobe Turner of the L.A. Rams. This guy was a third-round pick this year, drafted 89th. He had nine sacks, which led the rookie, uh, which led rookies this entire season. 29 solo tackles, 57 or 29 total tackles, 57 total tackles. 
only four games started. This guy was basically a rotation player coming in and absolutely dominating. And the reason why I also have to give this guy so much credit, Kobe Turner, is because unlike the guy that you just listed, Will Anderson, or the guys I just listed, like Devin Witherspoon and Jalen Carter, these blue chip products that are expected to come in and make the immediate impact that they did, there isn't that same expectation for a guy like Kobe Turner. As a third-round pick, you're not expected to be the best uh, on the field. You know, you're you're coming out of college. You're not one of these top guys. And all of a sudden, you had an incredible season and made an immediate impact on your team and the, and the organization as a whole. So to me, I got to give it to him. Uh, and again, leading the rookies with nine yeah. sacks. That's impressive. The defensive tackle position where you got Aaron Donald on your line already getting his sacks. That's you know, that's incredible. We just kind of remember Will Anderson. He was projected number one at one point. Devin Witherspoon. That's the number one cornerback this year. Jalen Carter was projected number one. Kobe Turner, who exactly Kobe came Turner. out this season, had a great one. Now I think that's another good segue into the offensive rookie of the year for you. If you want to kick it right off, my friend. Heck yeah! You know we got a guy that me and you and the whole world kind of fell in love with this year as we saw him play. Um, nobody really expected Puka Nakua to, you know, be this big of a part of the offense. You get a guy at 177 in the draft and you say, you know, we don't really know that he's going to, you know, you don't really expect him to be taking down franchise records on a team with Cooper Cup, um, you know, and if. Um, you know, C.J. Stroud wasn't kind of in the MVP conversation. You know, a lot of people are going to maybe lean Puka here. He has, you know, great value for the voters. You know, he is very well respected. He had 105 catches this season, over 1,400 yards, um, which is just ridiculous. Like I said, when you have a guy like Cooper Cup. So, um, you know, we know who would kind of be the second option here kind of going this year. But, I mean, this is this is a guy they're going to have forever. And he's he is, you know, a, a record breaker. So um, Puka Nakua for me. What about yourself? You know, Puka Nakua is an honorable mention, and we've been spoiled uh, with great wide receivers uh, coming yeah. in, breaking records. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Waddle setting the receptions and yards record uh, just in a span of three years. And it's yeah. and I think only Jamar Chase might have won Offensive Rookie of the Year that time. And uh, – and I think so did JJ, JJ, but but no one has been able yeah. to accomplish uh, MVP or offensive or offense. Yeah, yeah, or MVP yet for one of those guys. Puka broke those broke those records. That's fantastic. But I, I gotta go CJ Stroud. I think the reality is is again, it, you win in the playoffs. You made it to the playoffs. You won your division. You set a rookie record for most passing yards in the game. Uh, you led the league in passing yard. Like everything that CJ Stroud did was so fantastic this year uh, from a rookie quarterback. It goes up there as one of the best rookie quarterback performances uh, we've ever seen uh, for sure. And I think the sad reality is oftentimes of the NFL is that it's a quarterback's league, which means yeah. that when these awards are up, oftentimes it's going to go to them because they're handed <laughs> the ball and making all these decisions. Like if, Ma if Matthew Stafford was the offense, was a rookie right now with what happened with Puka, Probably go to Matthew Savage. He's the guy throwing him the ball all the time. But, Very true. But for this moment, I got to give it to him. I think that's C.J. Stroud. And I was, I, I was, I thought he should have been the number one pick. If you look at every single mock draft I made, I never yeah. changed C.J. Stroud <laughs> from being the number one pick, especially after that uh, Josh McGowan video, uh, who's now fired, no longer with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. But I, I think for me, it is sadly just a quarterback's league, and I got to give him credit for what he did as a rookie. And again, with him and D'Amico Ryan, first to uh, first guys to rookies to make it to the playoffs and then win a game, you don't do that. Like it's not easy in the NFL. 
Not, not even with a franchise that had that many losses last season. Definitely not. Bring back the uh, red jerseys more often also, by the way, Houston. Love those. Love those. Just want to throw that out there. I was playing mad with them the other day. It was fantastic. <laughs> what do you have for your defensive player of the year transitioning to that? You know, we were talking about these Rams guys. Shake it up. What are you, what are you looking for in your defensive player of the year this year? You know, there's so many great defensive players, whether it's uh, Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, Daniil Hunter, slept on frequently, Daniil Hunter, uh, just can't say enough, but I got to go with TJ Watt. He's the first player ever to lead the NFL three straight seasons in sacks. He had 19 sacks this season, 68 combined tackles, 48 solo, 19 tackles for loss, 36 quarterback hits. Uh, He's obviously the most elite or one of the most elite edge defenders. There's not many players that can literally change the course of a game the way that he can. We've seen it time and time again since he's joined the Steelers team that he completely can change the course, whether it's a sack, a strip sack, a block pass. It does not matter. The injury that he suffered, you could tell uh, the Steelers were missing him in the playoffs just a little bit. And again, he's the kind of guy that when he's in, your entire game plan as an offensive line, as an offensive unit changes. When he's out, you know, playbook's open. Now you get to do whatever you want. And I don't pe- think people understand, to do this three years in a row, to get 18-plus sacks three straight years, to lead the league in sacks, when I just mentioned guys like Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, Dill Hunter, these guys had 17 sacks, some of them, 16 sacks, some of them. Yeah. To get 19, to show out over all these other guys, and to do this consistently over time, it's not easy. He definitely has the genes for it in that yeah. Watt family, you know, <laughs> uh, getting from JJ. But man, I people need to understand how good he is and how well he's doing this consistently. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to take his um, division rival who mentioned, who kind of mirrors a lot of what you said, a game wrecker, a freak, a guy who can get you sacks every game. Um, how about the leader of the league's best defense in Miles Garrett? For me, I'm going to take Miles Garrett is my defensive player of the year this year. Um, we have not seen him yet get a defensive player of the year. Um, so it would be exciting to get his first. He had 14 sacks, which is the second best of his career, which does not always line up to a guy like Watts. But he also had 30 QB hits, over 42 tackles. And, um, you know, he is, again, you know, kind of the fuel for the Browns going to, um, amongst other things, you know, to go to the playoffs and a huge part of that started with the defense being consistent all year despite all the changes on the offense um i truly believe that if they're you know if they had all their offensive key pieces together they you know this defense could have done even better but we're talking about a defense that had under 200 yards a game for most of the season so um you know miles garrett i think it'd be exciting to see him get his first but tj like you mentioned is you know if, if it's not going to miles garrett give it to tj what if it's not going to one of those two guys, I don't know what we're doing here in the NFL, honestly. It would be a little bit... Associated Press. It would be really, really weird to me, quite honestly. All right. Let's move into our Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, you want to okay. go first? I did the Defensive Player. Why don't you go first? Yeah, sure. I, w- I will go in and tell you that this hurts me as a Giants fan, but it didn't hurt me watching him this year because it was honestly incredible to watch C.D. Lamb play football this year. I mean, you're talking about in this scenario, um, you know, you're kind of just looking at him, you know, kind of taking the whole time you're looking at him and Tyree kill the whole season. 
and you're wondering who's going to finish him more. I mean, when you're talking about somebody you don't always think is a huge big play guy, um, you know, Hill only finished with uh, 50 more yards than CeeDee Lamb, about 135 catches for CeeDee this year, um, you know, which is 16 more than Hill. 12 touchdowns on the year, you know, second seed in the conference also kind of boosts his argument in the sense of, you know, the Cowboys really didn't know what was going on on offense. And you'd look right at CD lamb and he would have everything. God, um, you know, he broke everything um, from the catches record, the receiving yards as well. And, you know, that's on a franchise like the Cowboys, which has had some pretty good receivers play there. Um, but this year, C.D. Lamb is my offensive player of the year. Um, I mean, 100, 122 catches is unbelievable to me. Yeah, you know, Sorry. dude, he had an. I think he had like 135 even. Yeah, 135. But um, dude, he had an insane, an, an insane season, and so did Tyreek Hill. Got to give both of them a shout out. Tyreek Hill also 119 receptions, almost 1,800 yards, was one yard shy of that. It's it, it was really incredible, and the ability for C.D. Lamb to break records that the Dallas Cowboys franchise have held for so long. When you look at guys like Michael Irvin and Des Bryant and those guys. It's you don't think those records are ever going to be broken. So got to give him a shout out. But I, I got to give it to Christian McCaffrey this year. Um, I don't think he can be win MVP whatsoever. So then they're going to give him offensive player of the year. Oh, the yeah. real reason for me is over 2000 total yards was obviously instrumental in this team's success. 21 total touchdowns. He's been dominating the playoffs. Uh, they have a ton of cap space this year, which means everybody should be worried. He's locked up. Nick Bosa's locked up. Debo Samuel's locked up. They should be really afraid right now, the NFL. And one of the stat lines that was actually really scary to me about CMC this year is that he had 2,023 total scrimmage yards, which is absolutely incredible. There's so many scrimmage yards to have. But the next closest was Brees Hall. Which, shout out Brees Hall. Great shout year. Brees Hall. Yeah. Great year. Well, <laughs> Brees Hall didn't even touch 1600 though. That means that he was outscoring these guys by almost 400, by more than 400 yards on the season for scrimmage yards. That is so hard to have the wear and tear to be so consistent in the passing game, to be so consistent in the running game for a team that operates and has such a complex offensive system moving him around. We saw last year in 2023 through a touchdown pass. This is uh, a great year for Christian McCaffrey. He continues to score touchdowns for this team. He was a safe bet, I think, for the first 10 weeks of the season uh, when it came to it. Absolutely incredible. Got to give him a huge shout-out. What he's doing with San Francisco, why Carolina ever traded him to San Francisco uh, to allow them to have him <laughs> is beyond me, but everybody's happy there in the Bay Area. Yeah, no, everybody is. And now, you know, we, we made this list a couple weeks ago and we're looking at them now in the Super Bowl. Obviously, that trade has paid off. Well, this is going to be his first Super Bowl. And I'm going to say here, you mentioned, I don't know if there's going to be a chance to win MVP. And I know that you love Christian McCaffrey. The Associated Press just hates not giving quarterbacks MVPs, like you mentioned. But we are not the Associated Press. So I am going to give Christian McCaffrey my MVP this year. Um, like you mentioned, uh, not to be repetitive at all, but the amount of yards you build up, especially leading the league in running rushing yards, while you have the offensive firepower, you do. I mean, you separate yourself from almost every other player there. You are on one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team in the NFC, and you are the best running back in the league right now um, as far as every all your talent. So um, I think, you know, since 2012, since AP, we haven't had one. Um, if anybody's going to get one, I feel like it's got to be CMC. 
I would love it to be non-quarterback. That would be yeah. great. And uh, everyone's going to hate me for this, but I'm, I'm going Lamar Jackson as much as we don't want to <laughs> give it to a quarterback over here. Um, but look, 13-3, and three, makes the playoffs, secures the number one seed. Uh, there's a lot of conversation in the offseason. You know, is he worth the contract? Is he Can he even be a passer? You know, there's still conversation about whether or not he can be a passer. Can he lead this team? Is he going to live up? X, Y, Z, whatever you want to do question about him the the amount of scrutiny he got this offseason was absolutely incredible so to come yeah. into this year throw 67 percent completion over 3500 yards 24 and 7 with another 800 on the ground and five touchdowns was absolutely incredible five different wide receivers had three plus touchdowns they lose mark andrews they lose all of their running backs at one point zay flowers was leading this team in receiving yards Everything that Lamar Jackson did this season was so impressive to me. It sucks how the outcome happened in the AFC Championship game. Uh, Jack and I were discussing this long before this episode. Yeah. Um, and it's not what you want to see. But he finally made it to the AFC Championship game. He had a huge win over the Texans, which a lot of people were unsure about whether he could do. Uh, yeah. When you watch the first half, I'm sure a lot of people watching it were like, <laughs> oh, crap. Uh, will he actually be able to pull this off? I think next year it's going to be even better for them. They're going to get healthy. This is such a great team. What they did this year, really, really impressed with Lamar Jackson. I think he silenced all the haters. One of the most important things I want to say, by the way, about all the mentioned this in one of the other videos, um, availability begins to be the best ability to have in the NFL. And if you notice, all the playoff quarterbacks, the guys that are in the Super Bowl, they played a full season. They were there for every yeah. single game. Lamar Jackson there for every single game. So despite his ability to run the ball and take some hits from time to time. Uh, him maintaining this healthy, it's it's fantastic for them. I couldn't be more happy for him. I thought he had a great season, and you know, hopefully, he wins an AFC Championship game. We get to see him in the Super Bowl one year. Yeah, and that'd be his second MVP, which you know goes along like you said with all the accolades that he went through this season. Um, you know, this if there is a quarterback, like you said, it's got to be him. Um, in a year where we were, you know, where quarterbacks injuries were worse than ever. And even our teams, um, you know, Lamar kind of stood above every player and really separated himself there. So, you know, hoping, hoping if, you know, not CMC that it's Lamar Jackson. Yeah. It'd be weird if it was anybody else. I mean, it'd be yeah. cool if it went to like CD lamb or something like an unusual, I mean, you wouldn't love that, but you know, like it'd be cool <laughs> if it went like that direction. However, again, associated press, they don't like non-quarterback MVPs. Uh, and I do think it should go to Lamar after all. But that's all the time that we have. That's our award ceremony. These are our picks. Uh, we'll get released next week at the NFL Honors. We'll see who actually wins the awards. And it's going to be a great Super Bowl. We got more content for you. Heck yeah. We'll be posting reels. We'll get our bets out for you. You know, we don't want you to miss it. This is going to be the last game for so long. We got to make sure we make it count. And, uh, yeah, make sure to check out our Super Bowl episode we have out coming before this. Hope you enjoyed the awards. You know, let us know if, you know, you agree, disagree with any of them. And always make sure to check us out, just saying, football on Spotify and YouTube. Uh, and make sure to check us out on Instagram for all of our content and updates. Uh, just saying, with no GWJS. Thank you guys for watching, and enjoy the awards. Enjoy.